First of all, I would like to thank the non-existent God in the clouds for this award. Hey, that's my God. Thank you, God. Second of all, I would like to thank my parents for birthing me. And my parents for birthing me as well. And last but not least, this amazing country. And the eagles that protect it. For awarding us the shittiest podcast of all time. Another, Another shitty podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by... Unsolved Mysteries. The story of six. And why it's scared of seven. Because seven ate nine and got away with it. But how? Find out tonight on your local public access television station at 7, 8, or 9 o'clock. This week's episode is also sponsored by everyone and their fucking mom making a hard seltzer. I mean, what the fuck is going on, Nick? It's crazy. There's truly, there's fucking White Claw. There's all these other gimmicks. There's fucking Natty Light is coming out with a hard seltzer. No, they came out with a hard seltzer. PBR? Paps? The blue ribbon? They fing came out one? Oh, and cool. The most bro-y of bros, they put out one. Fucking four local hard seltzer? Dude, I. Okay, might as well bring Zima back. Just call it what it is. Might as well start wearing puka shells and fing uh, flip flops all the time and sunglasses that are white and pack sun shirts and just end it right there. I did kind of like that blackberry one. These hard seltzers, dude! Ugh! <laughs> What's up with your week? What's up with your week? What's up with your week? What's going on with your freaky deaky week? Yeah! Can you do that? I don't even know how you do it. Deb and Nanam son. I think it's weird when adults do like kid dances. Are we still recording? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, we keep going. Uh, dude, what's going on with your week, Nicholas? I'll tell you what's going on with my week, Trenton. Let's start off with the number one topic of choice. Oh, are went we talking to, about your shorts here? I went to Wee Spa a couple days ago in the, Koreatown. The infamous, or the famous Wee Spa, if you will. Mm hmm. I've been wanting to go for quite some time, and I've never gone. You should go. Because of the fact that you are completely naked the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I'm a little, like, part of part of me is, like, way into that, and then some of me is, Why like, are you way into that? Dude, I think it would legit be cool just to be naked all the time. Okay. But also, like, think about where you're sitting. Not, nah, oh, it's so gross. Um, it's an interesting thing. So I <sighs> guest on this week's episode, Panos Vlahos, actually surprised me and brought me there. <laughs> and um, I actually kind of always wanted to go, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into. You didn't know about the whole naked thing. I had no No, no. That's how I know about it. It's oh. The, it's the naked spot. Well, I thought that it was just like, I thought you could, like, wear a towel or something. You would assume. But no. This ain't the Midwest no So more. we went into the locker room, and then all of a sudden, everyone was naked. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And uh, then you have to walk a good distance in the nude to go take a shower. And then <laughs> you, uh, they do supply you with towels, but they're about, they're, they're basically washcloths. <laughs> they're really small. <laughs> And um, then we just did a cycle of, we did hot sauna, then we did steam sauna, cold bath, hot bath, 
We did that three times. What's the difference between a hot sauna and a steam sauna? The hot sauna is dry. It's just ah, dry. Duh. Okay. And it was at a higher temperature, and the steam sauna was at a lower temperature, but it was, there was steam everywhere. Steam. But the steam one seemed hotter. I guess, What's with the, all the, so what does the rotation of all this do? I don't know. It's just, I don't know what it does exactly, but he, Panos was telling me that this is the rotation that we, that he does with his boxing buddies. Oh. So it's something about. More than we do about that stuff. Yeah, it's something about working your muscles out and like relaxing and, and all that kind of shit. Cool. But um, I spent the first 30 minutes out of 40 minutes just being very weirded out by the scenario I had found myself in. Mm-hmm. And the, the last 10 minutes, I was probably just too lightheaded to care anymore. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> of like everybody is looking and not looking at each other yeah. at the same time. Yep. Um, for I guess probably one of two reasons. One, they're actually checking you out, or two, um, because it's a, it's a nude spa. But or two, it's just like this weird thing of like everybody's trying to compare themselves to other. Yep. Other other people in the room. Yep. Where do I stack up? What you working with? Which is, <laughs> it's kind of like it's a thing. It's a thing. It's totally a thing. And <laughs> I was getting in and out of a cold bath, so I was having not the best day of my life. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> so I did that. I mean, would you go back? Yeah. Yeah, I'd go back so, because there's a whole bunch of d different rooms that I didn't get to experience. Like I didn't get a massage and there's uh, this clay ball pit thing that I heard about that's like a kid's ball pit that you'd see at like a McDonald's or something. Mm. Except for instead of plastic, it's made out of clay and the balls are therefore heavier and don't move so much and you basically just lay in them and give yourself a massage. It works out knots in your muscles and stuff. Interesting. And those rooms are co-ed. Hey, what else did I do? Good question, Trent. <laughs> That's such a weird... <laughs> well, I had... The way you described it. That's so funny. Speaking of Panos, a couple days ago, I did the voiceover American narration for his documentary that we're going to talk about later in the episode. Oh, no shit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the, the thing was is that I was able to kind of, you know, he's, he's, you'll find out later, listeners, but he's very Greek. And so he brought me on to make all of his dialogue make more sense. And then also to use my dialogue. I'm, I'm pretending to be him. I call myself Panos in the documentary and everything. How long so did that, that take? Probably about an hour, hour and a half. That's not bad. Not, not really at all. The goal is that they can use my voice that's a lot more easy. It's, it's easier to understand me. And I have a very American way of speaking. Yes. So he can use that. To pitch it to people for finishing it off. Way cool. So that was really fun. I had a couple auditions this week. Did a voiceover audition for a video game that I'm not expecting to get. It was a really weird one. Yeah? It was really weird. Yeah. I was. A, you you want to give us a line? I was a murderous rabbit and a murderous pig. Robot pig and robot rabbit. You want to give us a line? The pig was basically just like, he had a battle cry that was just him yelling ribs. And so I like made my voice, it was just kind of like, <laughs> it was just kind of like, just kind of like that, <laughs> just yelling like that. And then the rabbit 
he was like this leader and a psychopath. And so his was a little bit more closer to like the Joker a little bit. And the voice for him was just like, um, just like, oh, I guess you're not faster than me. And like that kind of stuff. That was pretty good. And like laughing. It was just kind of weird. And to be honest, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. Who knows what happened? Maybe I'll get it and uh, I'll get, yeah, I'll get some money. Yeah, you'll probably get this gig. <laughs> and this has been the year for me of callbacks and not getting gigs. I had another callback for a U.S. Cellular commercial that I didn't get because the fitting would have been today. And here I am recording a podcast. So. It's been a year for that. It's a good year. But I'd like to get paid. You know, sure. It's a great year, actually, but I would like to get paid. This weekend, I'm going to be a heroin addict in a web series, which is a comedy, believe it or not. Wait, is this but, the one from back in the day? Uh, is no. Is coming back? Oh, no, okay. different thing. Because I was supposed to be a heroin addict a year ago in a short film. Yeah. I guess that's my type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get Nick. He'll be addicted to drugs. <laughs> so... I've got that. And then one really fun thing that I did is I went to the LAFC game against the New York Red Bulls on Sunday night with Quincy, Mel, and Zenobia. And that was really fucking fun. And I already know... Was it your first LAFC game? Second. I already know that if I can ever afford it, season tickets. Easy. Oh, dude. No question. I don't think... Doing um, it. I don't think that um, they're that expensive. They're really not, but it's just... I have a handful just... of buddies that have them. Season tickets? Yeah. Oh. And I'm not like... They're not necessarily rolling in the dough, but maybe that's like their thing. Well, know? I mean, to be honest, I could afford them if I wanted to, but I can't justify sure. that money. I could use that money for something else at this point in my life. Yeah. But someday. That's so like... When you have season tickets something, I feel like that's like a bougie thing. Mm. Right? That's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you have nosebleeds, but you have season tickets, mm-hmm. bougie. You're like part of the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know you personally. Yeah. What's going on in your week, dude? Oh, man. It's been a good week so far. So, ooh, just got a fresh haircut from Aria. Shout out Victory Barbershop. I drive even further to go see my barber. <laughs> Uh, All the way out in Glendale. Yeah, he started. He, he was at Benny's Barbershop. He started his own uh, shop in Glendale called Victory Barbershop. Right now it's just him and his little pup. So you get to hang out with his dog when you get your hair cut. But he's super nice, hilarious dude, and his cuts are great. So I I'm, I make it a point to drive out and support him. Uh, and I just like his cuts. It's kind of like, for me, you have to tell you this, it's kind of like finding a doctor. Or, you know, you don't once you got your guy, or a mechanic... Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, that's my guy. And once they move states, you have to move. Yeah. <laughs> Got to pack up the old wagon. This weekend's going to be way fun. Uh, my buddies over at Radio Silence, uh, Chad, Tyler, and Matt, are putting out a fucking gigantic movie with Fox Searchlight called Ready or Not. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide. Um, these are the guys that brought you VHS 1, VHS 2, Southbound, a lot of these horror anthology movies that have like a decent following in the indie horror scene. And this is, I believe, uh, one of the bigger, if not the biggest movies that they've put out thus far. Probably. It's one of the bigger movies of the and, summer. I mean, there's billboards all over town and 
um, bus stops and stuff like that, and you see stuff online for it too. Uh, I get to go to friends and family screening on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, bringing this gal that I'm seeing, so that's fun. You know about that. And that's been a lot of fun. So excited about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a different trip, man. You changed, man. A new trip. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. And then Saturday. Figuring out, oh, boy. <laughs> me, me figuring out what I want to say on the internet forever about, about my relationship. Well, I was status. just talking about sizing up our own yeah body junk. parts so yeah. like go ahead man oh man <laughs> <laughs> on saturday i'm going to anaheim angels game nick said why the hell would you go to anaheim for a baseball game and i said yo i like baseball you never been to the game down there no uh it's a nice stadium fans are super friendly i would say i almost enjoy that experience more in anaheim that reminds me, um, since the last time we talked, we all went to a fucking Dodgers game. We did. We saw the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, my favorite baseball team, get annihilated 8 to nothing. It was a miserable display of baseball on our end, and we got swept. But we've since swept the Pirates, so the next couple months are going to be playing a lot of teams in our division and trying to make the playoffs, if not the Central, hopefully the wild card. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. I mean, I love going to live baseball. And there's a bunch of people from work going. One of our guys is going to a different brewery, so it's like a little get-together slash a little send-off thing. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a great weekend. Otherwise, working the bar, making all the monies. Oh, in a couple weeks, Labor Day weekend, I'm going to the Portland area. My friend uh, Jasmine and Patrick are tying the knot. And so... They're getting married up in Oregon, so I get to go to that, which I'm really excited about. I love Portland. Yeah, so I'm going to be in Portland for a little bit, but the wedding itself is in Salem, which is about an hour south. So we're flying into Portland, and I'll probably spend a day or two in Portland, and then uh, go down for the wedding. Dude. Um, I'm stoked. I've never been in that area of the country. Oh my gosh. Um, I hope you enjoy it, because I enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure I will. I would be devastated if you don't. Great coffee, great beer. There's a restaurant my buddy Kyler told me about. All they do is country-style biscuits. Everything. That's all they sandwiches, do? Sandwiches, chicken sandwiches, but biscuits, biscuits and gravy, biscuits and jelly. It's just a biscuit joint. I'm in heaven. That's what's going on with my week. We're going to send it outside to Nick Grace for the weather report. How's it out there today, Nick? Oh, hey Trent, I'm just out here tubing the chip. It's nice and hot outside. Think I might reach over in this cooler for a ice cold PBR seltzer. What the fuck is with these hard seltzers? That's the weather. Ladies and gentlemen, on this week's episode of Another Shitty Podcast, we have my friend Panos Vlahos, who's here all the way from Greece. Our sponsors flew him out for that, too. Yeah. We have great sponsors. We have awesome sponsors. Um, Panos is an actor. He's a musician. He's an ultra marathoner. And he's also alive. And he's here with us. Welcome to the show, my guy. Welcome. It's, uh, <laughs> welcome to my world. Awesome. It's an honor. Oh. It's your honor to have me here. Oh, it's our honor. Yes. I mean, <laughs> thanks for flying me over to Greece. The ticket was like... 
1800, something like that. Our sponsors took care of it. Okay, yeah. it's not on us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like, Thank you to us. It's a privilege yeah. to see me. I think so. Yeah, isn't it? We rolled out the red carpet for you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I've never been in a, like, uh, in a podcast before. Yeah, but you've done interviews. Yeah, but that's not... Press junkets not a, and all that stuff. This is not interviews, like a podcast. I love Oh, yeah, this is, this is way more yeah. laid back. This is way shittier. But it's, I've never been... Like plug, plug. sexually engaged with somebody who's doing the podcast like I am with you so it's like he's referring to Nick the same. by the way yeah Nick yeah. Nick I'm talking to Nick yeah. there's no cameras Nick Grace uh, fantastic so I've never had like this sexual relationship with the uh, person who was interviewing me hey and neither have I <laughs> <laughs> and I will continue to not have <laughs> tried, I don't think we've had anyone on the pod that we've had uh, sexual, sexual relationships yeah. with that's, that's not true Oh, that's not true at all. I'm not the first. Oh, that's not true. Yeah. Sorry. Pardon me. Yeah. Twelve seconds later. She's not. Amer- I appreciate Americans as well as not Americans. Uh, I don't care. Like. Yeah. I, I you're, love. You're nation fluid. I'm nation fluid. Yeah. I don't uh, identify <laughs> as <laughs> as Greek. I identify as um. That's gonna get politically incorrect. Earth- earthling. Earthling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, a man of the planet. As, yeah, human. <laughs> Dude, tell me what does or that... or human woman? Human, human. Oh wow, human. Oh, that's that's nice. Human, humano. But it was like in the word. It was in the Latin word. Yeah, humano. Um, um, homo, homo sapiens. Yeah, homosexual. There's something there. There's a yeah. The first part of the word's the same. Yeah. <laughs> What is you were introing him? What is the you said uh, ultra or ultra ultra runner? Ultra, yeah, what ultra that marathons. Um, like I'm, I've been doing long distance races for like quite a while. Um, meaning that I started doing longer it. than a marathon. Yeah, technically, okay. technically, anything over a marathon is supposed to be uh, an ultra marathon. But in that world we're living in, whereas everybody's looking for. Attention, and I believe that, and a lot of people who are doing long distances, it's like, look at me, I can go that far. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be 50K, then 50 mile, then 100K, then 100 mile, and then 200 miles, and then you take it from there. So You mean like you build your way up that way? The, those are the, like the checkpoints of the races, if that's a term I'm not using it correctly. I mean, there's no race of 45K or 25 Five miles. Random fucking No, numbers. it's like 50K, 50 mile, and then those are how they, they've they done them. In, K, in, in So you can, like, build your way up to 200 miles or 100 miles or something like that. What's the longest one that you've been a part of? I've, complete, I've completed a 100K race. How many miles is that? Uh, 80 miles. I've, um, Damn. I, I was... Without stop. 80 miles? You stop? You, you kind of no. You don't sleep. You don't sleep. You like walk because it's a. If you do a, an trail race like a manhood race, then you only run uh, downhill and flat, mm. and you cannot run like for eighteen hours. Now, I mean, I cannot. Only the very elite athletes run the whole thing, and they don't actually. They uh, they climb mm. uh, the steep uh, in, inclines. But um, I'm also doing triathlon and stuff like that, which are like long distance races, more than four hours races and stuff mm. like that. But like uh, Ironman? Uh, yeah, I've done Ironman. You on, did an Ironman? Yeah, oh, 2012 shit. in uh, Austria. Ooh, yeah, oh, and I want to do that. My friends are in Greece. They'll <clears> say like, you're in the States, you're like California, there are so many 
races there. And because my bike is back home, and I, I'm not sure if I can bring it. I can, but uh, it's it's a whole procedure of going like to an iron race. Well, in a, in, a, in any race like that, I'm just going with Nick in the car, and then mm-hmm. I, I need my shoes, and I'm off. Mm. That's one of the things that he was telling me about earlier is that his his bike he has in Greece is a, it's a it's a great bike. It's made for the, for the races. Yeah. And I don't know, it's, it's it's an expensive bike. And over here you just don't have a bike of that similar quality. Like there's no brakes on it, right? Or something like that. There are bikes like that. You have like those handlebars people who are doing right. triathlon. We're tucking well, all yeah, the way in. Yeah. But then I have to drive all the way to Santa Monica and then Go to the what's the some rentals? Yeah, store? not the rental store. To just I cannot exit my apartment with that bike, right? Because it's kind of dangerous for me to do that. Hmm. Um, but that's not only the thing. The thing is that you need so much money to actually prepare for that race and go out on a bike ride. There are a lot of people in California who are doing that. I'm just saying, I don't have like the time hmm. to invest in that. Yeah. Even not that I'm, I'm super busy having a career here i'm not saying that i wish this is gonna happen <laughs> but uh triathlon is like they they it's regarded to be the most expensive uh sport after um bike racing and stuff like that yeah uh, you need so it. much money there's, so much money it's so expensive time, yeah. the and thing that pisses me off is just how much money it costs just to enter it that's another thing that's a huge discussion of like why why is it so expensive just to race, yeah. just to race, because you need at least two k for for the, the bike. To be honest, holy shit! On the that's on like the low end, bike, right? and that's on the on the low end. The the suit five hundred. Holy crap! The I mean the swimming suit. You know that. Yeah. Like, well, you probably get the one that's universal, so you just don't even take it off. You just get on the bike, right? You swim. No, and then you no, get on no, the bike. no. They're like the wetsuit is a different thing. Not mm. the suit you're wearing. Like, the suit might cost like a hundred dollars, but. Mm. The wetsuit, where there are some races where it's mandatory or they tell you that the, the water temperature doesn't allow you to wear a wetsuit. But if it does, everybody's wearing a wetsuit because it gives them a huge advantage. Mm. Mm. So that costs money. The shoes are super expensive. Then, like, think about it. You have to have a gym membership that has a pool mm-hmm. that have trained for three different principles. So it's it's kind of hard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking hard. long distance. Short distance, you can do it with no training. Like the way Nick and myself are training like normally in the week, he can step in any race of like an hour. But if you're right. going to go for like a five-hour race, he's not going to be able to, to walk if he's not prepared to bike and then get off the bike and run yeah, yeah. half a marathon. So that's a problem. It's not like doing a, a short distance. But they're so expensive where it's like the anti- um, sports movement that's happening. Everything is supposed to be open and create like opportunities for people to go in the races. Even the, the marathon races are very expensive, and not only in the states, like around the world, they're becoming very expensive. And I get it because no, I don't get it because the, they're not paying any fees to close down the mountain. There's okay. some right. People, it's not a road. No, no, it's not a road where you have to pay some fees to the, the police department. Right. You probably just have to pay a small fee to the government for the public land use or, or whatever but it's nothing like the major fees of shutting down we shut down our sidewalks in front of our restaurant one time because we had it was someone's birthday or some yeah. shit and so they didn't want paparazzi there and that costs i think that was eight grand for a night just Holy to shut down shit. the sidewalk so you couldn't 
you wouldn't have to deal with that shit. And that's a that's a section in front of a restaurant. So you got to imagine to shut down a road and let alone twenty six yeah, miles of a road or whatever. If it's a public event and the the city is involved, I'm not sure that, that the amount maybe, is that big. Maybe they're a little more lenient. Yeah, the thing is, there's an uh, entire movement towards that fitness thing. Yeah. And I think it's pretty cool. A lot of people are taking advantage of it, which is okay. I get it. Yeah. But um, what what's interesting to me is that from in like in one in one side you have everything that's becoming very comfortable in our life <laughs> from the seats, the fact you can like order weed or escort or you name <laughs> it from your couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have like a friend. I'm going to send you that picture. I There was a guy on Facebook, which is like, so not updated thing to use, but he was offering, I kid you not, he was an Asian man on this casting networks group that I was in. I don't know why, where, and I got this uh, notification. He was offering services for being a friend, listen to you, $15 an hour. Jesus. $15 per hour. The fact of the matter yep. is, it's ridiculous to put that out there, but somebody probably went for it. Check out the comments. I'm going to show you. Yeah. Half of it are people like us who are tagging friends to make fun of it. And their half is like, no, I appreciate him because he's he's been going to class, to school for mental illness something. Mm-hmm. So he's offering his services mm-hmm. so he can listen to your story. But there is like, a, in I think in Japan that it started where uh, people are offering like friendship mm-hmm. or pretending to be uh, your boyfriend, but mm-hmm. not like uh, doing any intercourse, just like a cuddling. No, hugging. Cuddling. That's a thing. Oh, what? Yeah. You pay someone to just hold, hold you. To hold you, yeah, and to touch you. <sighs> no, yeah, if this is a thing, man. The thing that's thing. sad is like, that That has to be a thing. You know, that maybe there's certain sects of, certain areas of different societies that are so separate from the human connection or like either they're working so hard or they are socially inept or whatever that they have there's people out there that are getting paid to it's just i was talking to to tag on that i have a i work at a brewery Mm -hmm. um i bartend at this brewery and one of our regulars him and his wife have a small son there are classes now for uh, kids, you may have heard of this with, you know, with your brother having kids, but uh, there are classes now to teach kids basically how to interact with other people. Yeah, not just like b- because we're all you know on yeah on this on, thing. on, on you know, our phones and on screens and devices and mm-hmm. you know it's not like when we grew up probably same with you same it's like yeah, yeah. go outside our only rule is like be home work. Yeah. be home when the sun's before the sun goes down. You know, the kind of thing when we were young. That's mm-hmm. um, weird. It's weird. I, I catch myself going there. Mm. And uh, if I can piggyback that uh, and connect it with the whole movement of people going outside their comfort zone in sports, is like our DNA is to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Our DNA is like to try and find their, our limits and stuff. And sure. life is becoming so comfortable. So... You have this thing that balances it. What is it? People are paying to crawl in mud where they're not supposed to. That's oh, they're not natural. The, like I've, tough mudders type yes. thing? Yeah. yeah. 
My, our body is not built to endure a race of a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is not made for this. Or a, a normal person who's not super fit going through an obstacle race. Why are you doing this? Why do you need that? Because the rest of your life is so comfortable where you're losing this. Mm. You have to reteach yourself. Look, I, I can be dirty. Mm. I can like uh, I, I can feel the, the, the hormones or the testosterone building up mm-hmm. or everything that's happened because this is not going to come from your iPhone. Like the validation just gives you endorphins, but that's it. Yeah. And so we're, cre- we're trying to create this, this balance and all those self-coaches and what you just mentioned, I think they uh, try to gap that problem, which mm. is, you know what? Technology created this. Now we have to tell you how to live, which is the basic thing that they're telling is like, just go back to your childhood. That's it. You, you were not spending the first 20 minutes of your day. The very first, the most important, on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're, you're paying them and you're validating them and you're creating those big personas of telling you how to live. Mm-hmm. And if you break it down, they're just telling you the most basic stuff, not in a very intellectual way. Like I make fun of them and I'm sure there's so many room for comedy in the self-improvement world mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So much, like so much bullshit yeah. that's, that's coming from what you're saying. Yeah. Let's teach our kids to clap or to laugh. That's going to happen. People, they're not going to interact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was like very young and our first trip to the United States, I I was like 11 or even younger and I was not, no, I was even younger. My brother is like two years younger than me and we were, um, no, I wouldn't speak any English, of course, like basic words, but they were like kids of different colors and different languages for the first time in my life and we were playing and we could communicate Mm. better than my, and that's so interesting that we are born with that quality. Mm. And then we are living our life forgetting mm. that skill, mm. which is crazy because you have it. It's like you. I'm taking away from the fact that you are uh, very uh, beautiful. That's a compliment I just made for you. Right. That's Nick my Grace. biggest problem, right? Yeah. We talked about that. My biggest problem is that I'm so attractive. Yeah. He's so attractive that he cannot focus on your on his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his art. Yeah. He's a great photographer, actually. Yeah. I, I love his work. I love yeah. his work. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. You got some hanging up at Three Weavers uh, Brewery. Yeah. Shout out Three Weavers. Yeah. Yes. Buy those shit. Buy art. Yeah, right? Pay. Art is not supposed to be free. Oh, my yeah. God. I've, I've had, there was, I had a breakdown like two weeks ago when I was, it was around, it was just after I had done a setup at Three Weavers and I was doing, I was going to make a print for a, a, it's a, it's a benefit auction back home in, mm. in, in Michigan for this this wonderful lady named Callie Pung who's um, quadriplegic because I think she um, something she, she became quadriplegic when she jumped into a pool or something she was a swimmer so it was just a really bad incident and so people donate things that they have that they think can can make money for the cause like Ben Folds has been has donated guitars before I think Bob Seger does stuff the Detroit Pistons do stuff oh cool and so I'm donating a photo of course, I don't know why I put myself in like the same category as all them, but I, I'm donating a photo. Nobody to criticize him. We just let him say that he was in that <laughs> and, league. Yeah. Oh, yes, Nick, you are, but, to our heart. But I had like a, a breakdown because of the process it was to to communicate with, um, with the people back home about what size it was going to be, what material it was going to be on, um, 
how I was going to get it there, when it needed to be shipped there. And I ended up spending about $200 to do this. And it was all a really stressful situation. And I was just like, oh my fucking God, this is so frustrating. <laughs> this is, and this is all free. And it was, I was losing sight of the, of what the actual reason I was doing it for. And I'm not proud of that. But I had a breakdown when I was talking to my mom. I was like, art isn't supposed to be free. This is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, you, you work so hard to, to, to get to the point where your least favorite art is going to cost the most amount of money. But uh, while doing that, I think, uh, who said that? One of my favorites, I don't remember who, I'm not going to quote him now. He, he, they were saying like you spend like the most amount of your life trying to validate your art. And when somebody is validating the art you've done then, then you don't validate it. Because mm. it's like the end of the, the journey. Mm. Sure. You're never satisfied kind of thing. But nobody is going to appreciate Nick now. That was, that's the main our discussion. Like, uh, if you, when you get a, a big show or when your photographs get like huge attention, mm. then I'm going to, you're going to get my attention and my validation. Before, it was just Nick Grace, my buddy, mm. who just, he's taken, yeah, we he he acts, sure. Mm -hmm. But when this he's doing exactly the same thing, Trent. He's not changing a thing. Mm. Is when this is on NBC or HBO. Oh my buddy Nick! Oh, I always believed in him. He he's great work. Why do we have to put like the the stamp of world validation? Sure. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I mean, I think in any areas of our lives we. We like to use these metrics that we've created for ourselves. Yeah. And this idea of success, right, is, I mean, it's different from everyone. Um, a lot of people see it, money, like being a, a benchmark for that. Mm. But I think, for me, I think it's, like you said a while ago, is it's innate in us to, to push ourselves. And whether that's in a race or creatively or career mm. or, or in a relationship or whatever, is to get into those uncomfortable moments more frequently. Almost seek them out. Mm -hmm. Sure, yes. To grow. Yeah. yeah. And like following the conversation we had at my place yesterday is like we're afraid of pain and we're afraid of uh, the uncomfortable situations and we're always mm. talking about that. But then when those situations pass, you see, oh my God, realize that you need that you are building on them mm -hmm. so when you are having those awful uncomfortable situations you oh i wish this passes fast mm -hmm. but you don't realize you are building your life like right, right there yeah. that right there that moment of uncomfortability yeah. is and, an incredible beautiful moment and uncertainty you're growing so much as long as you as long as you can yeah. realize it and grasp what's going on and don't throw it away the, the element of success is something like hugely discussed mm. especially but it's very interesting to discuss it this time like at the point we are right now and in this city and this yeah. time this right. is the most important thing because like imagine talking about success in ancient Rome like being a, an established uh painter like among the kings and like it's you were like the 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 gap between the very poor and the very wealthy mm. you couldn't you, there was no way to enter the, sure. the, the different uh category but now you could be 11 and you could have millions off 
selling sneakers or putting pictures up on Instagram. Sure. Yeah. So is that success? Is that is success having like so much money that you only use coconut water <laughs> to, to water your plants? Maybe th- that's right. it. Well, is your depends on what you're using to yeah. to gauge your success. Your success. Is what's it, what's success for you? Nick? Is it money? I think fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I think I just want to be. I want. I'd like to wake up every day and be very happy and satisfied with what I am doing. Every day, though. Exactly. I don't think you can ever. I don't know if you can ever reach. If I could ever reach that, I don't. Actually, I know. Given my current mentality, I could never reach that. I the way that I operate is that nothing's ever good enough, and I'm never content. But if if I if that's like no, there's there's no drive. Right. right? It, but I think that one of the things that they say, and this is a good thing for actors. What do we do as actors? Is every single performance we do, our goal should be perfection. Will we ever achieve it? No. No. Never. But it's the chase of it where the beauty is. Mm. And so, like, if I could wake up every day being content with how my life is and everything is great and I have, like, a great family and I'm happy with the work that I do and as long as and I'm creative, that would be the goal. Will I ever achieve, uh, achieve it? No. But that's, like, that's my, what is it, what do they say in heroin? That's, like, my pink dragon that I'm chasing yeah. constantly. <laughs> I mean, I think even Daniel Day-Lewis is watching his performances and saying that was not perfect. Right. Because there's not such a thing as a perfect... Perfect would be boring. Like, the flaws are what are, what matter. Right. In every form of art. Mistakes yeah. are... Those are the... That's when we get to see the person for of what course. they are. And it's, well, it's you so lo- intoxicating. That's, that's why... There were, like, I'm going to go on the TMZ lifestyle, which I hate and despise, but... That's why you need the idols to have mm. to find their flaws and then diminish them mm. and bring them back to your level of mm. um, being nobody. That's they're looking for the flaws. But yeah. in expression, we, you what's a perfect painting? Like the yeah. mistake is what makes it incredible. And in in, in our world, it's like a bo- we're bodies. We're like souls. There's not such a thing as like being perfect. What are you gonna? Who's gonna engage? Who is who? Only God, if if He exists, and would engage with the performance, are perfect people, and a perfect artist. That's why the most successful artists are the ones that are. You see the crack, and the light comes out, and you say, "Oh, I I I, I connect. I am full of mistakes. Yeah. I'm a wonderful mess." If he was like this perfect, polished relationship, or that's why I love what you're doing. Like you're seeking. Even that dating life we're making love, we're making fun of. Mm. You're seeking the miracle. You're seeking this world of like, it's so easy to swipe right or left and have sex with anybody. Yeah. But if you're seeking like the the, the meat and potatoes, that would be that would be a uh-huh. very interesting uh, service. What? Um, what if somebody was offering a site where he's gonna create? He's gonna create the the love. Um, story. Oh. He's gonna create it. Like uh, five people working in the office, and you come in, trend high. Like I'm, like it's so mundane. I, I, I'm bored. I want something real, and like we're gonna make it up for you. So we find your match, and we make you in a way. You, we make you meet in a coffee shop, or something is happening, and then you fall in love with the, the story. They, you're, you're taking real people and putting them in a yes, movie but in you're, real life. No, no, you're, you're making, making it. You're making it lovable. You're yeah. making it 
fairy, you're creating the fairy tale. They're mm-hmm. going for what the service, what you're, what mm-hmm. you're calling it. You could call it, uh, I don't know, a love story or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Is the name of the company. Or the what you and I were or two. Yeah. Well, no, it's what you and I were discussing is like, I don't want, you know, Nick was saying earlier, he's like, I'm sick of this bullshit. Yeah. I don't want to meet a girl on an app or an internet. I want to just happen in real life. Yeah. You're saying in this fictional company that yeah. will probably be, be real at some point. I can't. You, let's, hey. <laughs> let's, let's vote on where this is going to arise in the internet. You, we, you, we, should, we should write something like that. For yeah. the record, we're saying it on what day is today? August 1st, August 2019. 1st, yes. It's 12.07 p.m. <laughs> if anybody comes up with this idea after no. us, we sue. Ideas are meant to be stolen. And as you don't, as sure. you, as you hate, sure. as you know, as you hate the book, which you m- misunderstood, I'm sure. Big magic, yeah. Big magic. She's implying that though that idea we said is, a, is it exists, mm-hmm. but the most uh, open mind is able to make it happen. That's what mm. she didn't say that the most available mind makes it happen. It's not like um, I created; it's my idea. The mm-hmm. idea exists of people creating a story. But that would be interesting. Fake it would, camera. It could be all like a comedy. Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. Like the Truman Show. But you, you would create... I was thinking like a little bit of her as well. <gasps> I love that movie. Yeah. So much. Yeah. It's like what we're, what we are discovering now, it's been said. Yeah. It's already been said. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What are we even doing here, guys? <laughs> no, no. No, we're... Uh, what we're doing here? We're exploring... Humanity. Humanity, behavior. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting, yeah, we're getting uh, that. One. So, speaking of creating shit and what we talked about earlier with you being an ultra runner, mm-hmm. where you you are currently in the midst of making a documentary. Yeah. I don't know how in-depth you want to go, get in with that, but I it's want, a very interesting to, story. Yeah. Um, the interesting story of it is like I shot a documentary uh, when I was spent six months. No, it's been a two-year process, actually. But I had to be back home for six months, um, waiting for my visa to be renewed so I can re-enter the States. So Nick would not cry that I was away. Which uh, you would say was my fault, right? No, I, no, no, no. You I, were the I'm, motivation for me to I'm come back. I'm a Trump back. guy, right? So yeah, it's my yeah, fault? Yeah. It's your fault, kind of. You voted for that guy. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he hates all, all us Mexican alike. <laughs> God. 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 <laughs> Edit that out. No, and uh, I finished shooting that documentary, which is about um, the first uh, winner of the marathon race in the Olympic Games of 1896. And that guy was Greek. His name is Spiros Louis. And he, he was the first winner ever of a marathon race cool. in a performance so incredible that uh, he actually gave birth to the marathon races as we know them today. So oh. he's a huge, he has a huge impact on A, the sport itself, because the sport didn't exist before. Yeah. So he, uh, they reenacted, they imitated um, a course of a, a soldier that ran from Marathon, a city, mm. 40 kilometers uh, off Athens to Athens. So they reenacted that thing in the Olympic Games in 896, uh, initiating a new sport, the marathon. So that guy ran, he, against all odds, he won. And where do I come in? I'm starting to tell his story, mm. how he influenced me through, uh, 
to understand and to realize that he might have been the biggest fraud of all time. Right? Because oh, wow. that's one of the things I think we talked about is it's it's the it's one of the unsaid things yes. in Greece yes. is that people don't believe that he did it for real. There was a but rumor. they're also yeah. not going to say that though. Or investigate. Yeah. Investigate or look he, he cheated? In, there's a big rumor of like the numbers just don't add up. And the second uh, the guy who was second, his family was trying to create all this um, fuss about it. For many years, nothing happened. And the, the second we were getting no attention. Mm. So uh, I interviewed them and they told me they gave me so many books. And I interviewed people who knew people there and big legends. And they all share the same thing that everybody says that everybody knows that's not possible and no one is saying that so i broke down all the evidence we had and i tried to reenact that race as wow. they did it to see if his performance is actually possible so i was trying to pull an icarus on that have you seen the academy award documentary i know of it icarus yeah, yeah. yeah. the dope it started out as not yeah. this but then it became a doping yeah yeah thing. doping thing i'm very influenced by that so mm. That is, uh, that's, it's, my documentary is complete. I'm like post-production, I'm, yeah, post Well, now you're trying to Americanize it, right? With, yeah. Like, with uh, subtitles. Yeah, and subtitles and things. I'm, voiceover. Uh, hopefully we're going to do a screening, like, for friends, like, in a couple of weeks. Oh, awesome. And I don't know where this is going to take me. I'm very excited because I've been working on that for two and a half years since my first documentary. Congrats. And, uh, I hope, I don't know, where it's, it's, I love documentaries, love those stories, but... It's the hardest ones to get uh, help funded. What's it, what's it called? Against all gods. All gods. Cool. And I mean, the being uncomfortable. Yeah. Is what I uh, I wanted to do in this documentary mm -hmm. and uh, look into the things that make us uncomfortable. Cool. Because saying that somebody's an icon and he's an icon, that's it. So there's no. Nothing weird about that, because I like I like weird stories, and that's a very weird story. Mm. Awesome, dude! Yeah, can't wait to see it. You, I hope you are gonna see it. And nobody's gonna uh, sue me, and <laughs> I don't know. Fucking hope not. Um, while you're back home, you're also doing. You're touring everywhere. You're I'm writing. Yeah, I'm writing music, uh, and I've published two albums in Greece. I write songs uh, who are like talking about my life mm. uh, and after like uh, a couple of years I group those songs and make an album everything is in Greek so Nick will not understand that I'm talking about him. not a word but <laughs> I like it still yeah it's still really good I, I won't either just so you know yeah I don't know. and uh, <laughs> it's like a side art thing that I'm doing cool. which is actually confessing my my views of the world and um, what I have some uh, great friends who are very famous and very popular and very important in the Greek um, music world like uh, Miltos Paschalidis and he's a huge uh, influence in me and when I uh, go back we are collaborating and, and stuff. Is so. that the older gentleman that you've been doing shows with? Yes. Uh, okay. And um, I love playing music. Uh, like I, I play the guitar and banjo and bass and stuff cool. like that. But um, acting is ma mainly my that's your love my my focus, yeah. which is very um, 
intense here in the States, as you know, and very hard to do exactly what you are hoping for, what you're aiming. Right. But everybody's going through the same process, right? Everybody's like, I haven't met a person who's, everything is like easy for them. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong people. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could but be. There's com- but there's camaraderie in that, I think. As long as we don't wallow in it. As long as we don't just be like, oh, well, we're never going to make yeah. it because this is just how it is. Or the man's keeping us down, that in kind the of last, shit. In the last sentence, I didn't understand two words you said. Good. Camaraderie and what was the second one? Wallow. Yeah, I have wallow. to explain both of those words for... Camaraderie is like... Um, a. A oneness. A oneness, yeah. Okay. As a group, we're we're similar in yes. this, in this You're aspect. You're experiencing the same thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then wallowing is uh, sub- submersing yourself in... Okay, a lot of interesting yes. words that I'm going to use and make me look so awesome. Well, like a... Like a uh, a pig wallows in mud, like okay. rolls around in mud. You're wallowing in your sorrows yeah. and your sadness. Welcome to teaching English to yeah. Greek friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Trent and I have a, have a future in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can't. Sort of side hustle or a side hustle of like all these old sayings, old sayings or cool uh, idioms or yeah, yeah, or like uh, what is it? Uh, two in the bush or. One in the hand is two is worth two in the bush. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Oh, okay, right. I mean something very modern. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> I know that. I've used that before. <laughs> it's got to uh, be your bull. Yeah, modern. Uh, do you know what twerking is? <laughs> yeah, you like. Yeah. I mean, like modern culture, pop culture things. That's that's the interesting thing. Like everything. That's where my mind went. It's, oh, twer- twerking. Yeah, that's yeah. the most modern thing, right? Yeah, anything that involves like a. <laughs> The female body, the female body <laughs> moving yeah. in a way, which by by the by the way, I have to admit that I I got cast in a in Iggy Azalea's music video mm. like uh, a while that? ago, and I didn't know that she was so popular. So uh, what <laughs> was was is is was popular? She, she is fading. She is, she's fading. Well, in the hip hop community, when was the last nobody time she put out music. It's last been, week. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, All but right. in the hip hop within the hip hop community, she's. Very looked down upon. She's very well, what they t- say what was, is. Oh, go ahead. Uh, she's just fake. Is yeah. the is the going thing. So my, the interesting thing I had to share and good thing that I uh, I thought of it is I had a great experience that I had to share oh, about cool. that because I got cast in that music video playing like a guy in the car who's like messing with her, but I just showed up. I had no idea who she is or how massive. Her career is, and then the music, or her ass, or her ass. So I go there, I, I am like <laughs> amazed thing. about how so much twerking would not be interesting to me, <laughs> given the fact that I, I would be interested in. Uh, how can I say that? Like in, intellectually, a woman's um, lo- lower. <laughs> give me some help. Posterior? No, posterior. <laughs> Derriere. 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 The woman's, the female woman, form. Female form would yeah, be moving, cool. and I would be disgusted by that. Oh, because it was not, not sexy at all. Oh, not sexy because there was nothing. No one was hiding anything. So yeah. where was the fun yeah. in that? So it was like social media dating app right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's like a gift with no wrapping yeah, paper. Yeah, we shoot the music video. It's almost gross, man. Yeah, we, we, it's 
they were shooting in like in a uh, on San Bernardino area. Uh-huh. So we shoot the first thing in the in a in a hotel or something like that, and then we exit. And then I have to drive the car with two other great guys, and she and another um, girl were on a pink um, Mustang, and they were uh, dancing and stuff outside in the street. I think it was like Cash Doll. Is that a girl? Cash Doll. Yeah. 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 And they were know. they were talking about uh, being like rich and uh, yes. having money and mm-hmm. fuck your husband because we have money something like that very interesting stuff mm-hmm. very you say, poetic you say fuck your husband yeah something like that because <laughs> the point of it because I was the music video makes no, no sense, sense but at my all. I was trying I can't wait to see it. but I was trying to see to understand what they were saying so I mean I'm in the music video. Mm-hmm. And uh, you make music. You have your own music videos. It's no, nothing of like that. But I mean, the crossover is here. There's no crossover. And the, my point is, we're shooting that. I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm trying to say what the song mm-hmm. is about. It's something in the lines of, uh, I'm, "I can fuck your husband because I'm beautiful and I have money." <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> it was. It's and, like a, it's a woman empowerment <laughs> video about how I can fuck anybody. Yes. Cool. All right. And then, cool. and then we exit the thing, and we're in the streets of San Bernardino, and they're like uh, moving around. Yeah. And I'm waiting on the side, on, like, on the side with uh, the DP and the guys, the first AD, and a woman shows up, starting to scream at my face, saying, "I posted that on social media." Yep, I remember this. Saying, "How oh. dare you!" You motherfucker Hollywood freaks. You come here with all your money and you're shaking your asses and your fake tits and nothing is going on my community. There are people dying on the on the side of the street. There are like a hundred homeless people in the corner and you come here shooting your little music video making millions of dollars and we're getting nothing. And I'm like amazed. I, I'm trying to calm her down. The, the AD, like, nobody's talking. I'm like, hey, uh, we're just like the... Whoa. We're not making the music video. We're in the music video. We're actors. I feel you. And she calms down. And we have this beautiful conversation. And I hug her. And she's like... Uh, she's kind of very emotional. She's like a steel worker down the street. Of like, having two kids. And she's saying, like, people are coming here every week shooting stuff. It's cheap. It's cheap. They want to de- They want to depict... Like the um, bad neighborhood in LA, where she lives there, and she has to deal with uh, homeless people every day. Sure. And she was like, "I cannot take it anymore. You come here and you 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 you're showing off your ass, and we're dying." And I'm like, "I there's nothing I can do. I'm just can give you a voice, and I just posted what she was saying." Oh, and you did. Yeah, I posted that, and like a lot of people were, were talking about. There's like a flip side to a coin. Oh, of course. And nobody's mm-hmm. talking about of that. Course. Unless it makes them look cool. Mm-hmm. You are going to talk about it. You're going to make a huge... Um, uh, you're going to give money. You're going to donate something and depict the lower rungs of society. Right. If it makes... It's going to make literally you the Drake it's music cool. video where right. he's handing out money. Right. God's plan. He's literally walking around. Look how great I am because I'm giving money. away money. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's Damn, what dude. I told her. I told her, I'm sure if they were hearing, they were listening to you, their PAs or themselves, they would tell you, you know how much money we have donated the past year? That could be true. Millions of dollars. They they might have. I'm not, I don't know. But 
her her lifestyle is not changing. Yeah, she's living in San Bernardino, working like steel worker, man. Can none you, of, can you, none can of that be... money ever reaches the community. No, they come into the community, make money, spend money elsewhere, sure, and then, and then come. Then yeah, leave. oh yeah. But can you can you imagine her frustration because she can never win that debate because the homeless thing is not nobody can solve it by giving money. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's one of the things, yeah. speaking of the homeless stuff, that's one of the things that the city of Los Angeles is dealing with right now. Maybe you're aware of it, maybe yeah, you're not. I am. But we think two years ago, one of the props that was voted for was $1.5 billion, I think, to make shelters for the homeless because there's such a bad homeless mm-hmm. problem here. Mm-hmm. And they've not, they've not done it yet. Mm-hmm. They've still not done it. And everybody voted for it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping them because this is the way that this state works is it's it's just straight ticket um democrat so anything that's anything that is decided on as a as a democratic um platform to run on should be happening and this is one thing that everyone agreed on and it's not happening i mean i don't have anything to add everybody's yeah. everybody's <laughs> I mean, very yeah. upset about it because it's 1.5 billion yeah. taxpayer dollars that yeah. we said Let's help solve this problem. Yeah. We have so many homeless people. Let's get them off the street somehow, some way. Yeah. And they're not doing it. And there's no timetable to do it. Where's that money going? Exactly. Check well, out. I, we know where the money's going. It's going to the bureaucrats that sure. that convinced us to get into this plan in the first place. Sure. But Check out Invincible. There's a guy with his smartphone going around interviewing uh, homeless people in Los Angeles for the past, like, five years. Mm-hmm. Invincible. That's the you can YouTube or something. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Great, great piece of documentary. Mm. Great, great thing. Yeah. Damn. Where's like the connection to the success? What else have we been talking about? There has to be a connection <laughs> to dating life, homelessness. We got here somehow, right? Yeah, because we have to do like a connection about I think two homeless people who are not identifying as homeless. Are in a dating app for homeless people. And shaking their ass on a car. And shaking their ass. Yes. Is that a thing? A homeless dating app? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's street corner. It's <laughs> a street, oh, 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 <laughs> fucking street corner. Why? You're coming up with all these great <laughs> app ideas. Yeah. Should I like change, need to change career? I need money yeah. to support. Yeah. Entrepreneur. Yeah. Tech have, startup entrepreneur. Yeah, but not, I'm not going to work hard on that. I'm just going to tell them the stories and then go out for a run. Is that can can that happen? No, you're like me. We're idea men. Idea we have man. the ideas. I don't have the. I yeah, can't yeah. implement them. I have that guy. I have a friend of mine, very close friend of mine, <laughs> John. He might listen to podcast. Who's like, oh, he's all about that. You met John. Yeah. Full of ideas. He's not gonna make. He's not gonna um, work for the ideas. Mm. He's like, I'm working inside my head. Sure. That's enough. You do this. I think the most rest of, of us it. do that. No, man. That's not the time for that. You have to create your own stuff. Otherwise, well, I agree with that. But I bet. I mean, a lot of us have a lot of ideas. Yeah. No, a lot of we. And, I mean, we. I mean, it's if a I fact did every we, idea I had, you couldn't possibly. There's yeah, no. Exactly. There's no possible way. But. But what's what's the most incredible idea that you, you think you should have completed? Oh man, that's a very really intense question. You have to. You have to share like the most, most, most. I mean, I, I, I want. I still want to open my own. Bar and venue. That's what I want to do. That's a big thing. Opening a bar. Yeah. 
That's not easy. This is the the wrestling one, right? Yeah, it'd be... A wrestling bar? Yep. Oh, okay. Now you have my attention. Yeah. Yes? So... (laughs) Shark Uh, Tank? Is that not... What's a... Shark Tank, yeah. Yeah. He's about to offer you 10%. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Similar realm, have you been to... Oh, I don't actually want to say all this on the podcast. Right. Okay. But, yeah, um, you don't want anybody to but yeah, take it. Yeah, so it would be a wrestling-themed bar. Okay. And so... So you make me share all my great ideas, but you're not, you're not sharing yours. Oh, I have a lot What's, of ideas about this. I don't, I'm only joking. His, his hasn't started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, immersive, like, interact. It wouldn't just be, like, somewhere to go get fucked up. Like, it'd be an immersive, like, experience. So you'd be you'd be going into this old retro world that happens to be around the wrestling folk- folklore, if you will. I didn't get it, but I love the way you say it. Sure, but like, I, it's an immersive thing. Like you, when you go to like a Disney theme park, okay, you go, like you feel a part of it. What you think yeah, would yeah. be you know that part of the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you, you almost be like a time capsule. I love that. You know, dress up and talk a certain way. And is there any art in that? Eh? I mean, in that specific no, example, there or? is. There is. Okay. I mean, is there any way we can combine business, art, fulfillment? Because we're, <laughs> we're like this. Is another thing. I, I actually this was, this was the first thing I wanted to talk about when I was driving here. Sure. Is I'm coming from a world, an industry where you do one thing. Yeah. Acting, theater, that's it, boom. Mm. You're not getting into five or ten different things for many reasons, which we're not going to talk about that. But I wanted to tell, to ask you and like discuss about how is the thing in nowadays where and a smart, interesting uh, person like yourself is has to do ten things has mm. to create 10 different things being uh doing podcasts doing short films writing uh singing playing instruments doing improv doing sitcoms doing whatever or and at the same time having a side hustle or doing a regular job yeah how do you feel about that how do i feel like it it's exhausting mm-hmm. <laughs> but i much rather do that than turn off my brain and do a nine to five just to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, if I wanted to do that and have a more affordable life and an easier, comfortable life, yeah. I would, you could do that at any time. I'd probably move back to the middle of the country, cut it off, go back to yeah. Missouri. You know what I mean? And totally. so part of it out here that makes, at least in my opinion, when you're pursuing anything in the arts or creativity or entertainment and you're in LA, there's this, I feel like there's this sense of drive and your time and and this is something I talk to Nick about all the time, but spending your time more wisely. Mm. And and so doing ten things and doing them okay or doing them well is fine, but I think really to bust out or get that ultimate fulfillment or to see some real strides in anything, I think you do kinda have to submerge yourself in whatever that is right you're not going to run a a marathon half-assing it you're not going to you know make this documentary and kind of bebop around and twiddle your thumbs like you have to work hard at it you have to put in the hours 
use it for anything you know it has to take you're not going to release an album just like overnight you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i think to do all that is um is good but i think and it's a hustle and it can be exhausting but i think narrowing it and focusing more uh on your time and what you i'm saying this for myself too but that one or two meet like real big things that you want Mm. you know I think the way that this city, I, don't know if I, said that the, <laughs> I think the way that the the community of LA is kind of set up is there's there's more or less two ways you can go. You can either hustle every day towards something that fulfills you, or you can get caught in the trap of you, what was your side hustle of making money to stay here slowly becomes your job and your life, and mm. that's what you are. Especially, we know this because we work in bars. That happens all the time there. Uh-huh. You, could, you could be, you know, everybody that works in a restaurant is an actor. Damn near. Right. Yeah. If you ask them. But not <laughs> everybody that works in a restaurant is actually doing things that actors are supposed to be doing. They're not seeking out auditions. They're not putting themselves on tape. They're not going to workshops. They're not practicing. They're not mm. going to class. What they are is they came out here to be an actor, but now they bartend five nights a week and they're too tired to do anything else the rest of the time. That's that's what I'm asking that question, is how are you gonna get the focus it needs to be magnificent in one area? Mm-hmm. That's my, my and I, it's a concern. I don't have a, an answer. Don't say what's, yeah. And I, I don't I, know if I do. I, Me neither. My, a constant thing that goes through my mind is that I'm never, I'm never good enough at anything. And maybe that's what keeps yes. you going forward is to get, again, it's that chasing that pink dragon, but it's, I'm I'm constantly, I'm not an insecure person, but I'm insecure about my art in that I just I never think it's going to be as good. As, That's great. That's as great. It Keep needs that. to be. So does that answer your question in some some way? My my question is, are we convincing ourselves that this is the way to do it, or is the industry uh, telling us that it is okay to do that? Because uh, there are a lot of stories of people. Yeah. who went through, th- through that and achieved magnificent results, mm. which I disagree. Because mm. a person in their 20s, uh, being from the United States and working at a restaurant for a year while in a great school and then getting an opportunity and then flying off, or a person who has been a child actor in Hollywood, because the, the, the stories that they are sharing is exactly those stories. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not a story about a guy who came from a different country and didn't speak the language and nobody cared about his credits or and then at the age of 25, 26, 28 after 10 years working at a bar he had built himself as this amazing artist who he got shot and then he I don't know maybe this if if you know somebody that did that I would love to hear their story Mm. I'm just following people that I, I I love like uh, a lot of them who I see doing great things in different areas, but I realize that they're doing an amazing job at one of them. Mm -hmm. So they are either a phenomenal, I mean phenomenal director or a phenomenal uh, actor, and they're actually writing also, and they're directing, and they're doing this um, app or painting, I don't know what it is, but at one field, they are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And that drives the energy around the rest of it. So if you start by doing a web series 
uh, this and that, acting, and you are mediocre in everything, or if you're working 15 hours a day and you get worn out and your energy is like swept away, how are you going to... It's it's an honest question. I don't have the answer. I'm just saying... And I'm not saying that to like uh, go into the... How was the word? Um, philosophical just, yeah, abyss. To, yeah, no. <laughs> to enter this philosophical yeah. abyss. It's, it's like... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it, if it exists. I don't know if it's this thing they tell us in all the classes and other workshops just to keep us paying to come back mm. or to make you like yeah I can do it mm. I can do it by going to class once a week and I'm going to be an amazing artist I think the majority of the struggle is this mm. is yourself at least for me yeah like yeah there's there's tools to put in your toolbox classes, workshops, networking, a general skill set and knowledge of, you know, whatever field you're in, right? But I think the biggest thing when pursuing something outside of a cookie cutter, nine to five, clock in, clock out, turn your brain off kind of gig is fighting yourself and, and, you know, trying new things, right? Photography, Right. Mm. I directed a, a movie this year, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was I was a, it was a short film, but it, it in a way wrecked me just because I was I was nervous and I was really in my head. But I learned a lot and it was a great experience. I think that's for me, that's the biggest battle is but directing the, 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 a vo- short... the voice in my head, you know, directing a short film without a beard. It helps you a lot because it gives you like this depth. <laughs> Nobody's gonna like fool Don't around with you. Me. Yeah, you can always do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I could stroke, I doing, stroke mm. your beard. I couldn't do that because, like, what the fuck do you know? <laughs> but you with the beard, you look important. Like oh. you, you look. You know what like you're doing. Orson okay. Welles. Well, yes, okay. Orson Welles type. So I, yeah. I would suggest people that are doing short films having a long beard. People need to bow down. Yeah, yeah. and talk as less. As, like as little as they can mm. so that gives them like maybe you don't know what you're doing but the actor will be like oh my god thank you yeah. and if you could use like a, a foreign accent yeah uh, that would be oh trick. my god he's like from uh, I don't know he's this big Ukrainian <laughs> artist he doesn't Ukraine <laughs> do like uh, Fez from that 70s show and make it so nobody can tell what your accent anything, is anything I'm saying yeah, yeah some sort of weird accent muffled like lisp or something <laughs> Oh my god, dude! This was like, this got intense, but it's good. Yeah, this is great. Intense this is great. Is what, what we're looking for? Well, yeah, intensity. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were goofing around, and then we recorded, and yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of uh, fun shit that we talked about. That's not going to be on this. <laughs> no, podcast. no, no, no. Uh, I could probably demand the story to... about the twins. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. No, it's a rom-com right there. See that? There's a script written right now of a girl listening to her story on her favorite podcast, which she doesn't know who the the podcast is because there there are no names attached. And she's looking for that guy who's... And then she looks at you and she's disappointed. You're so ugly. And then... (laughs) She looks at the bearded man and they make out right there. And then her sister comes in, which is twin, and then 
she looks at you and exactly the same reaction. You'll fuck you're terrible. And then the beard guy has a threesome. And that's it. Please write that comedy, write that rom com. And if you need uh, a Mexican valet to play the uh, one scene, is that you? contact Panos Mouth. We have a director also. We have a director who has a great accent. He oh does know about it. About it. Oh, I'm joking. God. Well, that yeah. was that was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Panos, you're a great friend. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude, this is a lot of fun. We appreciate it. Thank you, man. Are you gonna pay me cash for Venmo me? <laughs> where can we Where can we find you? Where, where oh find yeah, you? yeah. Panos, where can we find you via or social media? Internet. Oh, I thought you were asking me to say my address. No, <laughs> only Stalkers. if you want to, but I don't recommend Stalkers. it. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, that's a very tricky question. Because nobody can pronounce my name, they, well, spell they it butcher it. Like, like Panos. If you like Thai Panos, I'm like the third more, more most famous Panos Ooh. on in Greece. Congratulations! <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Panos Vlachos is my name. Um, I hate social media. Oh. I have an Instagram account just to make a connection with my friends abroad. I'm trying to post interesting things, including my abs. And uh, stuff like that, which are very inspiring. More, most inspiring than uh, quotes about life and the, the Democratic Party and Bernie Sanders and empowerment of women. Abs is the new <laughs> empowerment tool. Abs, abs 2020. Yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm there. I'm also living in Los Angeles. You can catch me up like on Griffith Park, <laughs> running with Nick Grace. And it was lovely meeting you, man. I'm oh, sure yeah. we're gonna That's a lot of fun. we're gonna be in touch, man. <laughs> All right. Really. Well, if you're not gonna say if you're not gonna say what your Instagram handle is, then, right, then I'll say what it is. Yes, yes. It's Panos Vlahos official. It's Panos underscore Vlahos underscore official, and Panos is P A N O S underscore V L A H O S underscore official. So who is gonna? Who is actually gonna like? Listen Who to the podcast and go like, P A and type my name like and well, Google me. You'll like, find out. No, you'll find out. Americans, yeah. you think you have followers now? Wait, wait till after this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> This is your launchpad, dude. And now it's time for the news. So let's head over to the This Week in Basketball desk with me, Nick. You just intro yourself? <laughs> well, thank you, Nick. And this week in basketball, James Harden is working on developing a new way to travel. 
The Lakers and the Clippers are playing each other on Christmas Day, and that's the hot ticket. And Michael Beasley's a piston. But most importantly, the Rich Paul rule. It was in effect, and now it's no longer in effect. What's the Rich Paul rule? Well, two weeks ago, the NCAA and the NBA came together to work out a way for players to test the NBA draft waters with an agent because it eases the whole process. And they were mm. like, well, how do, we, how do we allow different agents? What's the criteria for an agent to be able to get in touch with these kids and, sure. and all that stuff? And one of the criteriums was that they had to have bachelor degree, which Rich Paul, mega agent of and many, many, many other athletes doesn't have one. And the whole thing was the the rule was in effect because it was anti-Rich Paul or that it was even a racist rule. One of those scenarios. And the biggest argument against the NBA making that rule is, in my mind, is so does having a bachelor degree suddenly make you more trustworthy of a person? Because yeah, that's the whole that's, point that's of this weird. is we don't want them to get, we don't want the kids to be taken advantage of. Having a bachelor's degree doesn't do that at all. Exactly. So they so they had made that rule that you had to have a bachelor's degree in order to represent these kids, and the whole world kind of the whole basketball world went kind of nuts, and called it the Rich Paul rule and and everything. And then a week later, the NCAA and the NBA came together and they were like, okay, that was not a good look for us. Let's make it so you don't have to have a bachelor's degree anymore in order to do such a thing. So the Rich Paul rule was a thing, and now it's not a thing. I think it's cool. We've had this discussion before about like we've had this discussion before about like if you're good at your job, why do you have to have why do you have to go to college? If you if yeah. you've proven that you're at the top of your field, why do you have to go to college? Yeah. You don't. So many like great minds either didn't go to college or went to college and quickly dropped out. Mm-hmm. So many great minds. Are you Steve Jobs? What? Hold on a second. Are you the billionaire owner of Apple Computers? No. Oh. Okay. In Saturn news, DeMarcus Cousins tore his ACL yesterday, it sounds like. He's a Laker now. He was get a leg up, man. Literally. Oh, that was oh. bad. That was a bad joke. I did not mean that to be a joke. <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins has had a rough run of it. Yeah. Because he was at one point the big man yeah. in, in the league. He was the premier guy when yeah. he was with Sacramento. And then even when he was with New Orleans and with AD before he got hurt, he was probably, in my opinion, the more the better of the two. And then AD has since taken off. AD is insane now. But to tear your ACL, ACL tear is what happened to Clay. And Clay's mm. probably going to be out for Golden State for like a year. Mm-hmm. And he was just coming off of a nasty injury that kept him out for a year already. And he was, he came back not even close to as good as he was as he used to be. He doesn't, he didn't have explosion. He didn't have anything. And now it's looks really bad it looks really career bad. ending i don't think it's going to be career ending but it's career trajectory extremely altering yeah he'll never he'll never be a shadow of what he once was yeah and it's really sad it's a bummer yeah it's really really sad because the dude had all the talent in the world but you can't control this shit mm-hmm. you can't that's this week in basketball trent what do you say I send it over to you at the wrestling desk for this week in wrestling.
Thank you, Nicholas. So a little recap of this week in wrestling. A lot is going on. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, SummerSlam just happened this past weekend. SummerSlam being WWE's one of their big four pay-per-views. Mania, Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. The big shocker of the night is that Seth Rollins won the WWE Universal Championship off of Brock Lesnar. Which was a shock. Uh, Brock never loses. That's right. That's why it was a shock. <laughs> it's a good move, I, I think, in general. Your point. <laughs> yeah. It's a good move in general just because Brock is such a part-time guy, show up only for Mania, SummerSlam, that kind of thing. So I, I do think the heavyweight title, or the most important title, right, should be on weekly programming. It would be fun to go back to where, oh, there's a random title defense on Monday Night Raw. That's cool. Not all the time, but a little bit more of that would be great. Uh, we'll see what Seth does. Um, he won at Mania. And I thought his reign for there for, what was it, a couple months or so, a few months, was kind of lackluster. He is the guy. Some of it is on him. Some of it's on the creative. But you got to kind of, you got to make it worth it. If you are the guy on the program, you know, the champ, you're doing press interviews. You're doing like little ESPN things. You're doing, you know meet and greets with the like kids, make a wish, all that. You know, you're like the face of the company, essentially, is what that means. You got to bring it to that stuff, but you got to bring it to the weekly program. You got to bring it uh, to the pay-per-views. And I think in the ring and fighting, he's great. I think on the mic, he's good. But we're getting the point with Seth Rollins where, in my opinion, what's your character? Like, I know you're the guy, but why? And also, what? Who, what, where, when, why? So you know, you the thing is, he's a cool guy. But why is he cool? Nobody he, knows. If well, what could happen sooner than later is he may get the Roman Reigns treatment. Where, hey, we're telling you to like this guy. We're not giving you a bunch of ammo. Why? But we want him to be the big guy, the the top guy. So just like him, you know. It seems lazy. He is good. I am a fan. But no, it just seems need, lazy. We, the... we need something, yeah, creative. Yeah, we need something that you know he needs to put on some good matches. He needs to have some kind of storyline that is a little bit deeper than like, hey, I can do this jump outside of the ring. Hey, I can do this cool kick. You know, it needs to. It needs a little bit more heart and character behind it. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, mom, look at this move I did. <laughs> but honestly, the guy that stole the show was the return of Bray Wyatt with his new take on his gimmick called The Fiend. And there's been a lot of teaser videos up until this point of this kind of dark, demented, alternate kind of Mr. Rogers neighborhood, but evil. And so he's been the host of it, and there's been like splices of evil shit in between. And he now wears this really crazy mask. I'll show you a photo. Does he wear a cardigan? Uh, he did on the show, and then it cuts to like his evil side. Um, he's like, hey, kids. And then he's like, evil. And so he's a split personality, kind of? Yeah, it's pretty wild. And so they call him the Fiend now. And it's this... It's only un one letter away from friend. And exactly. And uh, it's in the realm for people that aren't tuning into wrestling now. It's in the realm of like an Undertaker 
like this mythical, he's got these kind of demonic powers to him. Uh, but they're doing it really well. And it is fucking frightening and scary. And he'll just show up out of nowhere and choke somebody out in the middle of the rain in complete darkness. Right? So I think that is what stole the show for me. Was seeing him come out as this new gimmick and be really, really scary. AEW, they're having their big event over Labor Day. Their big pay-per-view all out in Chicago. Um, I'll have to watch that later because I'll be at a wedding. But then after that, starting October 2nd, so Wednesday... They will be on every Wednesday night on TNT, and that's coming up sooner than later. So that's very exciting. And so they're doing a lot of promos for that. You're starting to see a lot of advertisements for the shows. So they're doing, uh, they're starting on the East Coast. That event's in Chicago, and then they're doing Boston, Philly, DC. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's actually happening. So kudos to them. I'll definitely be tuning in. Uh, and last but not least, Stone Cold Steve Austin was featured on the season finale of Hot Ones. I said give me a hell yeah! Make sure you watch it. Nick and I watched about half of it. It's, it's really super fun. entertaining. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. But the rattlesnake eating hot wings and being good old Stone Cold, super fun. So that's this week in wrestling. I'm going to send it over to Nick for this week in hip hop. This week in hip hop, ASAP Rocky's out of Sweden. He's free now. Thank you, Donald Trump. He's also guilty. They found him guilty, and he still had to pay $1,300 to the alleged victim. So that story is over. What a weird thing. What a very weird thing, man. Also, $1,300? Yeah. If that's all he had to pay to leave, is that all he had to pay to leave? Or I don't I guess I don't know. I He's, really even don't understand what really happened. You know, I'm not too up on Swede law, but. Swede law. <laughs> but uh, if, if all he had to pay was $1,300 to get out of there, ASAP, drop $1,300, my guy. Have your fucking manager drop thirteen hundred. It's not much money for you. It's like a sneeze. Yeah, yeah. sneeze on him. Get out of there. Come back to America. Also, Magic Johnson had his sixtieth birthday, so I so this might be a little bit of basketball. A little crossover. Here. A little crossover. Had his sixtieth birthday, so he made a bunch of top sixty lists, and one of them was the top sixty rappers of all time, which I actually kind of didn't like because nowhere in the top ten did he have. Anyone from the state of Michigan, where he's from. Wow. In fact, What's, give me the top ten in order. The top ten is Tupac, B.I.G., LL Cool J, Run DMC, Tribe Called Quest, Beastie Boys, Big Daddy Kane, Big Pun, Big Sean, and Biz Marquee. Big Sean. Oh, shit. Big Sean is number nine. Ah, fuck Big Sean, though, dude. Why is he the num- Why is he your number one Michigan rapper? Eminem was number 21. Whoa. M was 21. You can't have Big Sean in front of M in any list ever. Unless it's like top worst rappers, in which case he would, of course, be closer to one than Eminem (laughs) would be. All right. Well, yeah, you're right. Okay. So he's... Well, you overlooked it because you don't acknowledge him. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for saving me on that one, Big Sean. That's true. Sounds like a nerd. Reading off a piece of paper. Reading rap lyrics. You should see. Do you, if any, if nobody's seen it, <laughs> YouTube Big Sean drug free rap 
and when he was in high school, I think he made a rap about being drug free for this for the school. It's entertaining. It's also he hasn't improved. That's this week in hip hop. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Another Shitty Podcast. Thank you to our very special guest, Panos. That dude is such a hoot. I can't believe we hadn't met until then. Yeah, you guys hit it off. He's great. You guys are about to be best friends. He's a sweetheart. Big shout out to friend of the pod, Matt Carnes, as well. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday to you. Very happy birthday to Matt Carnes. He's definitely in some wooded area right now. Hopefully, he goes to more of a, more of a city area at some point to have a drink and sing a karaoke song. And to download this podcast so we can hear us wishing him happy birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys want to check us out, follow us on Instagram at Another Shitty Pod. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to say anything. I'm, oh, I was doing my little thing. I was going to send it to you. Oh, all right. I guess we're going to send it over to Nick because Nick's salty. Yeah. I wanted to shout out my cousin Gianna Grace and her jewelry line Orkeza because it is now available in stores in London, Japan, and Denmark. Holy so shit. So props to her. She's she's getting international now. Can you, she's, can you spell it or how do people look it up? I can't. Her website is www.orkeza.com. O-R-C-H-E-S-A.com. You can check out all of her ballin' fucking jewelry and it is for sale in america obviously too you can just go online and buy it but now it is in stores in london denmark and japan which i think is pretty fucking cool women and men or um it's it's mostly women you could probably there's a few pieces that you could say would be for for men but cool she does incredible work also wanted to shout out a friend of the pod lolo jones who decided to not come on the show this week Usually we don't have time. Usually we don't have time, but we we invited her. This week she didn't have time. She's in LA and, you know, Lolo, we would love to have you on at any point. We'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. She's our, well, she's, (laughs) we, we, she's got the standing invite that is reserved for Michael Jordan, The Rock, and Bugs Bunny and Uh Lolo Jones. And Lolo Jones. Those are the four. The Mount Rushmore of another shitty podcast. Hell yeah. What more could you want? Trent, now you can tell people how to find our show. On Instagram, at another shitty pod. Um, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher is another shitty podcast. Uh, another and then S, asterisk, 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 Y podcast. The way I listen to it is on Spotify. And I type in Nick Grace and Trent Bruce, it pulls it up real quickly that way. Or if you're on iTunes, you can you can literally just type in the word shitty now and we show up. Thank you, iTunes, for being shitty with us. They recognize real, real recognize real. If you guys want to be on the show, hit us up. If you want us to talk about something, hit us up. Until next time, stay shitty. day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. So I ran to the end of the road, and when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run to the end of town. President Carter, suffering from heat exhaustion, fell into the arms and of when the I got there, I thought maybe I'd just run across Greenbow County. And I figured since I run this far, maybe I'd just run across the great state of Alabama. And that's what I did. I ran clear across Alabama. 
For no particular reason, I just kept on going. I ran clear to the ocean. And when I got there, I figured since I'd gone this far, I might as well turn around, just keep on going. <laughs> 